This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, mask confusion. The CDC says if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. So why are some states and businesses saying something different? The reaction tonight to the sudden reversal as states and businesses grapple with their own mask mandates. Who is keeping them and who's dropping them? When people come in and say they've been vaccinated, how do we know? Violence rocks the Middle East. Israel ramps up its attacks on Gaza. As bombs and rockets fall, families race to shelters. Nearly 1,000 Palestinians have been wounded, including children, as the death toll rises in Gaza and Israel. National terrorism alert. The new warning tonight about violent extremists. Trouble for Matt Gates. A former friend of the Florida congressman agrees to plead guilty to charges, including sex trafficking of a minor. What he's telling the feds and what it could mean for Gates. Were you aware she was 17 at the time? Trump's party. House Republicans choose Trump loyalist Elise Stefanik to replace Liz Cheney in party leadership, cementing the former president's influence on the GOP. Bizarre recount, the 2020 election audit in Arizona, right next to a carnival, and fueled by conspiracy theories, why they're using UV lights and checking for bamboo fibers. And it's Friday, so CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road for a war fought with wit, not weapons. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Friday. We're going to begin with fallout over the bombshell announcement by the CDC that fully vaccinated Americans no longer need masks indoors or outside. 
Well, tonight, local governments, retailers and restaurants say the promise of the newly relaxed policy is running into the reality of rolling it out nationwide. As we come on the air, Walmart, the country's largest private employer and retailer, says it will now no longer mandate masks for workers or customers who are fully vaccinated unless local rules require them. But other major stores, including Target, say they will continue to enforce face coverings to help protect their workers. And while more than a dozen states are lifting their mask rules, governors and mayors in some of the country's biggest cities and states, including New York, California and Washington, D.C., say they're holding off until they review the federal guidance. Well, the CD says it does plan to revise its recommendations for everything from schools to summer camps in the coming days. But tonight, experts say a patchwork of local regulations and rules set by individual businesses is leaving millions of vaccinated Americans facing frustration over just where they can show their faces this weekend. CBS's Meg Oliver is going to lead off our coverage tonight from New York City. Good evening, Meg. Nora, good evening. 24 hours after the CDC released their guidelines, some states are adopting them, while others, like here in New York, are taking a more cautious approach, which is confusing many Americans. Tonight, mask excitement leading to mass confusion as states, schools, and businesses struggle with how to handle new CDC guidance that vaccinated Americans no longer need to wear masks inside or out. It's definitely been a curveball. It's going to put us in a hard spot with how we're, number one, keeping our clients safe, our staff safe. From baseball stadiums to beaches, no masks are required. Governors in at least a dozen states saying they'll immediately follow the new CDC guidance. South Carolina and Utah going even farther, dropping face coverings for all public school children, too. But in other cities and states, especially those that were hardest hit by the virus, there is caution tonight. New York, New Jersey, and California all saying mask mandates will remain for now. If you're in a business or or a public setting, um, we're not there yet. We're frankly not there yet. From grocery stores to big box retailers, concerned that policy reversal could force workers to police who is vaccinated and who isn't. When people come in and say they've been vaccinated, how do we know? Major retailers, including Kroger, Starbucks, Target and Home Depot, say they're keeping mask mandates in place. But Walmart and Trader Joe's announced masks are no longer required for customers who've gotten their shots and stores won't be asking for proof. There's no way for a business to know whether people are vaccinated or not. I think we're going to see a lot of big businesses go towards vaccine passports in order to keep their employees and their customers safe. Uh, But for others, they may just have to accept that risk. The CDC says the decision is based on science and came after pivotal real-world data showing the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines were 94 percent effective in U.S. healthcare workers. But today, the CDC director acknowledged further guidance is needed. What we need to do now at CDC and really across this nation is to take this guidance and um, revise our guidance. We need to look at our travel guidance. We need to look at our school guidance, our child care guidance, our camp guidance. A new survey found that even in January, when COVID was at a peak, half of Americans were already not wearing masks when mixing with the public. Nora. Meg Oliver, thanks so much. Well, tonight, the U.N. warns the fighting between Israeli forces and Palestinians could unleash an uncontainable humanitarian crisis. Rockets and bombs continue to fall, and Israeli tanks and troops are massed on the border with Gaza. CBS's Imtiaz Tayeb has the latest from Tel Aviv. 
One of Gaza's youngest victims is rushed to a hospital. Since fighting began five days ago, nearly 1,000 Palestinians have been wounded. As Israeli fighter jets pound the territory and artillery forces amassed along Gaza's perimeter, carrying out coordinated strikes. This man's home was completely destroyed. He says they hit us 10 times without warning. Overnight confusion over whether Israel had actually entered Gaza only added to the tension. But what's become clear is it has no plans to end its campaign. Says Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's top advisor, Mark Regev. Hamas must understand that shooting rockets into Israel is unacceptable. And ultimately, it hurts them more than it hurts us. They haven't stopped. And we're not going to stop. The battle with Hamas over its indiscriminate rocket fire isn't Israel's only crisis. For days, mobs of Israeli Arabs and Jews have been brutally attacking each other. While in the occupied West Bank, protests turned deadly when nine Palestinians were killed in confrontations with Israeli soldiers. Israel is facing challenge after challenge on multiple fronts, and tonight, the potential of even more, after three rockets were fired at it from nearby Syria, an ally of arch-rival Iran. Nora. Intiaz Tayab, thank you. And late today, Homeland Security issued a national terrorism alert warning that violent extremists could take advantage of the easing of pandemic restrictions to conduct attacks. Now, this updates the alert issued in January after the assault on the Capitol, and it warns domestic terrorists fueled by online conspiracy theories pose a growing threat to the U.S. All right, tonight, an ominous sign for Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates. His close associate, Joel Greenberg, agreed to, agreed to plead guilty today to numerous crimes, including child sex trafficking. The plea agreement stipulates that Greenberg will cooperate in all federal investigations, including the federal probe into Gates. We get more now from CBS's Major Garrett. Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates once called Joel Greenberg his wingman. In today's plea agreement, Greenberg admits to knowingly paying a minor for sex. The document says Greenberg also introduced the minor to other adult men who engaged in commercial sex acts with the minor. Multiple sources familiar with the matter tell CBS News one of the men Greenberg introduced the minor to was Gates and that federal investigators are looking into whether Gates had a sexual relationship with her. Gates has repeatedly denied having sex with the minor and paying for sex. CBS News has also learned the identity of the minor in question, who is now 21. Can I ask you a couple questions? On Wednesday at the Capitol, we tried to ask Gates about his relationship with the woman. Congressman Gates? Arlo Devlin-Brown is a former federal prosecutor. If I'd had dealings with with Joel Greenberg where I was involved in in any of the illegal activities he's pled guilty to, particularly sex trafficking a minor, uh, I'd be very concerned. According to multiple sources, the woman, who was by then 18, also traveled to the Bahamas in 2018 with Gates and at least three other paid escorts. Greenberg is facing a minimum prison sentence of 12 years and agreed to help federal prosecutors with their investigation. You can't half cooperate. Once you sign up with the government to be a cooperator, um, you better provide full and complete and truthful information. And Major joins us. So how is Congressman Gates responding? Nothing, Nora, from Gates directly. But a spokesman told us Congressman Gates doesn't seem to be named nor referenced in Mr. Greenberg's plea. 
Congressman Gates has never had sex with a minor and has never paid for sex, unquote. Joel Greenberg will plead guilty in federal court in Orlando on Monday. Laura? More to come, Major. Thank you. All right, tonight there is new evidence that the grand old party remains to a large extent the party of Trump. House Republicans chose an outspoken supporter of the former president to be their third ranking leader. CBS's Nicole Killian reports from the Capitol. House Republican leaders tried to present a united front this morning after purging Liz Cheney from their ranks and replacing her with Trump loyalist Elise Stefanik. I want to congratulate Elise Stefanik. The 36-year-old New York congresswoman overwhelmingly won a majority of votes by secret ballot, replacing Cheney, who upset party leaders, for criticizing former President Trump's refusal to accept the 2020 election result and his role in the January 6th attack. But how can you be unified so long as you have some members who support the former president and some who don't? We are unified, and I look to the voters across America. Republican voters are unified in their support and their desire to work with President Trump. Stefanik was instantly praised by the former president who cheered, the Make America Great Again movement is strong. With his grip on the party tightening, a still-defiant Cheney vowed not to back down. I think the issue really... uh, is Donald Trump, and it really is the party, and whether we're going to be a party that's based on the truth. Republicans who supported Cheney's ouster feel Trump's support is critical if they're going to regain power in 2022. Iowa's Ashley Hinson, a Stefanik supporter, says it simply came down to message. I respect uh, Congressman Cheney's conservative record, but uh, if you're the leader of a company and uh, they weren't delivering on the message that the majority of your, your company wanted, you'd make a change, and that's exactly what we're seeing here. Tonight, House leaders have reached an agreement on a bipartisan commission to investigate the January 6th attack. It would have subpoena powers. And Cheney says she thinks Leader McCarthy, who spoke with Mr. Trump that day, should testify if called. Nora. Nicole Killian, thank you. And tonight, Columbus, Ohio, will pay a record settlement in a deadly police shooting. The city will pay the family of Andre Hill $10 million. Hill was shot last December as he emerged from a garage holding a cell phone. The officer, Adam Coy, was fired and has pleaded not guilty to murder and reckless homicide charges. All right, more than six months after the 2020 election, an unusual audit has begun in Phoenix. Workers hired by Arizona Republicans have been going over more than two million ballots. CBS's Chris Van Cleve takes us inside this audit that many are calling simply bizarre. Across from the Crazy Times Carnival, inside an arena known as the Madhouse, the 2020 presidential election is being recounted. An unprecedented partisan audit of Arizona's most populous county that could ripple across the country. The GOP-controlled state Senate seized 2.1 million ballots, turning them over to a company run by a Trump supporter. Ken Bennett is overseeing the audit. This has nothing to do with going back and trying to change the results of the November 2020 election. This is only about identifying whether we have some strengths and weaknesses in our election processes. Workers have used UV lights to check for watermarks on ballots, a QAnon conspiracy claim. Others are said to be looking for bamboo fibers as proof votes were smuggled in from Asia. If that didn't happen, then we will dispel that. Do you really think thousands of ballots were flown in from Asia? No, I don't personally, but there are a lot of people that do. Trump supporters holding on to baseless claims of a stolen election gathered at the Statehouse Thursday urging the Senate to finish the count. 
And I think we've seen the level of vitriol continue to increase. Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs welcomed a letter from the Department of Justice warning the audit may be violating election laws. And she worries there will be more of these to come. This is just furthering their political agenda, uh, which is now tied to Trump and the big lie. And it's very damaging to our democracy. The Republican-dominated County Board of Supervisors also opposes this audit, which tonight is on pause. You can see the arena is being cleared out to make way for a week of high school graduation ceremonies. That's raising some questions about ballot security. And if the audit isn't done by the end of June, they'll have to move out again, this time for a gun show. Nora? All right. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Well, tonight, Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit has passed a drug test and will run in tomorrow's Preakness Stakes. The Colt trained by racing legend Bob Baffert was found to have traces of a banned steroid in his system after the Kentucky Derby. Medina Spirit still could be disqualified from that race if a second test that was taken comes back positive. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A powerful gas line explosion rocked a neighborhood outside Baltimore today. Flames shot from the street in Pikesville. Overheard overhead wires caught fire. Multiple injuries were reported. At least one person is critically hurt. The cause is not clear, but crews were working on a gas main at the time. And tonight, Britain's Prince Harry is opening up about his life in the royal family. Speaking on a podcast, he said growing up, his life was a cross between the movie The Truman Show and being in a zoo. Harry says he moved his wife and son to California to break a family cycle of pain and suffering and said his father, Prince Charles, treated him the way he was treated. There's no blame. I don't think we should be pointing the finger or blaming anybody. But certainly when it comes to parenting... If I've experienced some form of pain or suffering because of the pain or suffering that perhaps my father or my parents had suffered, I'm going to make sure that I break that cycle so that I don't pass it on. Harry says he doesn't regret moving to America one bit. Tonight, from Virginia to Canada, businesses are signing up to take part in a war of words. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Everyone was getting along just fine in Christiansburg, Virginia. Peaceful, loving people there? For the most part, yeah. And why did you want to start trouble? <laughs> it was nothing better to do. Jim Bohan manages the Bridge Caldro Music Store. He fired the first salvo in what is rapidly devolving into world war. Put up this sign aimed at his shoe store neighbor. Hey, Super Shoes, want to start a sign war? The shoe store fired back. Our shoe strings are stronger than your guitar string. So it was game on. Yeah, after that I put back, yeah, but your shoe strings never got anyone a date. Ouch. That did escalate quickly, and it proliferated. With the exception of those pacifist hippies down at Power Equipment Supply, who protested, make love, not sign war, just about every other business in and around Christiansburg signed up to join the fight throwing shade bombs at their fellow business owners. Everybody and their grandma has gotten in on it. (laughs) 
We just wanted to jump in. I just wanted to be punny like everybody else. Are there any rules of engagement? Nope. I think everybody's fair game. (laughs) Even businesses without signs are improvising. Even those normally above the fray are posting passages. Over the past few weeks, this war has gone viral on social media, and now skirmishes are flaring up in such far-flung places as Listowel, Ontario, where Speedy Glass instigated. I simply said, hey, DQ, want to have a sign war? They replied back within about 20 minutes, saying, you bet your glass we do. Trevor Cork says since then, conflict has spread across the province. You pretty much drive through any town in Ontario right now, and they have a sign war going. And this all stems back to that guitar store? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's all on him. I've often thought, like, where is this going to go and how is it going to end? Is is it going to end? Hopefully not, because no war has ever brought more people together. So who will be next to join the fun? No telling. Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. A note, don't miss The Queen Carries On, a Gail King special. That's tonight at 8, 7 central, right here on CBS. And if you're out to dinner and you can't watch the Evening News Live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday. Good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.